And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Make sure to... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. I need to try it first. With zero sugar and refreshingly delicious, is Coca-Cola Zero Sugar the best Coke ever? Pick up a 12-pack from Meyer today. But I want to say, man, we don't have to do wrong because we live in this world. If a Christian decides an amen to sin, he will need to repent. If one decides to fall by the wayside, he needs or she needs to repent. Repentance will restore you back unto God's righteousness. Repentance will restore you. Every one of us, none of us is beyond repentance. All Christians still need to repent. Whether they deliberately do something or whether they do something or they done, amen, something they don't even know they don't know, they still need to repent. If a Christian decides to sin, he will need to repent to turn to God in godless sorrow. That hard has to be broken. Far forgive me and go on about your business. You got to break up that body ground. You know you did wrong. You have come against God. Amen. You got to come Godless sorrow for your sin. You will find forgiveness from God. God will forgive you. God will forgive you. Who's going to advocate for his God and Thank God, amen. We have a high priest. He's not too high that he can't see a lot in front of it. We got a high priest, amen. Know what we are going through it. And if we happen to do wrong, amen, he will forgive us. Those who plant young fruit trees and rose bushes and other types of plants have to contain with stickers while growing from below. They are called stickers because they rob the plant of the vital nutrition that was growing. And as they grow, they waste the energy of the plant since they will produce no fruit. This is a wild growth, and it must be controlled. If the plant is to produce capital, these stickers are much like the old crown nature of a person. They're trying to 
to regain control over the Christian. Other words, what I'm saying, if you're going to be slaves, you want through something. Everything is not going to be smooth, but you still don't have to see. Where is the sin? Is death chosen? But the gift of God is eternal life. When a person is filled with the Holy Ghost, he receives suspension power to help him. The Holy Ghost, amen, is very important. Amen. In our day and time, we need some power. We need some supernatural power. And the Holy Ghost gives us that supernatural power to keep us. It is our keeping power to help us live a godly and a victorious life. Nevertheless, he will still be faithful a difficult time and temptation would test this alignment to Christ. It doesn't make any difference how saved you are. You're going to be tested. No matter how long you've been in Christ, you're going to be tested. God will make the way when you are tempted. He'll make a way for you to escape. He'll, amen. He, he, you don't have to bow down to temptation because it is bad. After sin implied that our sense of nature should remain a defeated enemy. Our whole sense of nature, amen, is it should remain a defeated enemy. If you don't got victory over the amen, let victory, amen, constant, amen, be won. If you don't got victory over your own flesh, amen, praise God. We are not to permit sin to have dominion over us. We ain't permitted, amen, sin. Sin, sin should not rule us. Romans 6 and 14. Sin will try to rule over us. But when it does, we need only to modify it by the help of the Spirit. Romans 8 and 13. Sin don't have no beginning of us anymore. I'm, I'm talking about saints of God. Born again person is still the same physically as before. Spirit empty his life. There is a difference in his inwardly life. And this difference shows itself in bodily expression, appearance, and behavior. We once yielded to unrighteousness. But we now yield to God and his righteousness. There is a change. We got the same old physical body. Oh, there is a change in that thing. We are so grateful, amen, approximately our, our appearance 
is an important element of worldliness. You know, when you wash a car, you care about it. When you wash a car, amen, and you get into it, it makes you feel clean because the car is clean. Well, praise the Lord, our hours of sin, when we, when we dress right, when we look the part, it can make us feel like, amen, we belong to the people. Bible outlines several principles which applies to the appearance of the Christian. One principle is to consider his modesty. Every born again believer ought to dress modestly. Dress dress appropriate. Dress black and Christian. Don't Amen. Dress like the world, but dress like you know God would want you to dress. Clothe yourself. Put on the right kind of clothes. You say, well, Bishop, God ain't concerned about my clothes. Yes, he is. He's concerned about how you dress. God wants us to be decent. In, in, in vertebrate, as a person move away from God, he can to expose his body in modesty. God don't want us to expose our body in modesty. We want to be modest unto God. Modest appearance covers the body equally, and it does not draw undue attention. Minus appearance don't draw undue attention. That means, amen, you don't have to be pulling on your dress, amen. When you're in church or everywhere you're at, amen, your dress is long enough. But when you, amen, got to pull it and try to cover it up, you know that ain't right. Minus appearance covers the body, and it does not draw undue attention. Paul, the apostle, wrote that women are to adorn themselves in modest appearance. First Timothy 2 and 9. And certainly this principle is true for men also. We ain't talking about women. Amen. Only he's talking about men also. Men ought to dress appropriately. Not wearing pants so tight, showing every curve, amen, that that man has. They ain't got no business that thing. Another principle to observe, amen, is that Modesty or himself to fail to maintain a modest ego is the base of vanity. You don't want your life, amen, to end up in vanity. 
that is to lead individuals to go to extreme measures in adoring themselves. You can look nice, amen. Don't overdo it. One example of vanity is, amen, the using of facial makeup. The Bible associates wearing makeup with evil participation in the Old Testament. Jezebel was the atonement of evil. And then, when she heard that Jesus was coming, she painted her face and adorned herself. Second King nine and thirty, Jeremiah four and thirty. Compare backsliding Israel to a woman that was planned to make herself beautiful for her love. Samaritan with Two lawly, productive women. And they are facing and adorn themselves with ornaments. In Ezekiel 23, 36 and 44, vanity is also exhibited by the wind of excess fury. We see so much of that today. You know how many men from the Christian women today is aware? Excess jewelry. All kinds of jewelry. But I believe if you read our Bible, look closely, God will get vanity and pride violates the base principles of humanity. And moderation, which God desired in his people. The Isaiah clearly described that vanity will win arguments. In Isaiah 3, 16 and 26, when the people of Israel displayed their pride by winning arguments of jury, God pronounced the judgment upon them. In the New Testament, Paul admonished Timothy with regard to the proper adorning of a Christian woman. First Timothy 2 and 9, he said, In like manner also, that a woman adored himself in modest appearance, with shamefacedness and soberness, not praise of hell, of gold and pearls, and costly array. Paul, amen, let him know that all that hairstyling and all that they put in their hair, it wasn't neat. God desired for a man to dress and look and act like a man and for a woman to dress and look and act like a woman. In 1 Corinthians 11, chapter, the Apostle Paul wrote, Hal Lent is a paramount distinguish between man and a woman. 
He wrote amen to man to keep their hair short and for a woman to have long hair. This is Dr. Moore tonight saying amen. God bless you in Radio Land. My time is for all spent.